today we're in week five of our seven deadly sins series and today we're going to talk about anger and most of you when you think about anger you probably think about injustice you know righteous anger so should anger really be a sin but there's actually another part to this sin of anger and that's what we're going to talk about today in lesson number five and so let's start with the definition of anger from the dictionary it's a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed because of something wrong or bad. Or I like the second one. It's the feeling that makes someone want to hurt other people to shout, etc. But here's the big idea that I want you to chew on for a minute as we talk about this deadly sin. For many people, anger is a substitute emotion to mask deeper feelings that you struggle to express. Things like fear or shame or regret or jealousy, one of the other seven deadly sins, or even something as basic as the feeling of hunger. The easiest way to understand this is to think of a two-year-old. A two-year-old, when he or she is hungry, probably is gonna start throwing a tantrum, right? Because they, they don't know how to express this feeling of hunger any other way. And so think of a two-year-old when you think about the substitute emotion of anger. And really be honest with yourself about maybe a time where you had one of these feelings that was hard for you to express and the easier thing to do was just to be angry. And see, here's the problem. Substitute anger is a false pathway to control, making you feel powerful instead of vulnerable. And we actually see this in the very first example of anger in the Bible, all the way back in Genesis chapter 4, where Cain and Abel brought an offering to God, and Abel's was better than Cain's, and so Cain got jealous. So the Lord asked him, why are you so angry? Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Now, if you don't know the story, Cain ends up killing his brother Abel, the first murder in the Bible. And you say, well, it was because of anger. Actually, no, it wasn't because of anger. It was because of jealousy. Anger was just the emotion that came out for Cain. And it made him feel powerful instead of the petty jealousy that made him feel so vulnerable. And here's what we learn as a result. Substitute anger actually causes a loss of control. You're trying to control things, but you lose control emotionally relationally, and even spiritually. Let's apply it to husbands in marriage when you substitute anger for those other more vulnerable emotions. What ends up happening is that your wife and kids feel bullied. Your wife stops expressing her emotions. She doesn't feel safe, which means she can't ever show you empathy. And then you never get to actual solutions. And finally, at the end of the day, you actually end up looking weaker, not stronger. James says it like this in chapter 1, verse 20. He says, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And 1 John 3.10 clarifies it. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. So here's this connection to the whole person. Your spiritual life, your emotional life, your relationships in your home, at work, at school, wherever. All of this is impacted as you lose control in your life because anger has taken control of you. And so the solution has two parts to it. The antidote to anger is to be vulnerable 
and to practice silence. And these are two things that Jesus actually modeled for us. Isaiah 53, 7 says, He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. This prophecy is describing Jesus on the cross, and whenever I think of this, it's really an incredible picture. You know, all these emotions that are flooding Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's got anxiety over going to the cross, he's got you know, frustration, I'm sure. He's got disappointment in his disciples who had fallen asleep on him. And yet in the midst of all of that, he doesn't show anger. Even as the soldiers whip him and mock him, he doesn't show anger. He has this incredible control over his emotions and he just stays silent. He was willing to be vulnerable for the prize set before him the salvation of every one of us. And so when the psalmist says, don't sin by letting anger control you, think about it overnight and remain silent. Just consider the example of Jesus on the cross. And Paul referenced that Old Testament passage when he said in the New Testament, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry and don't give the devil a foothold. I wonder if he was thinking about Cain and Abel as he wrote those words. And one last passage as we think about anger, James 1, verses 19 and 20. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Why? Because once again, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Don't try to control things with your anger or it'll end up controlling you. Instead, be vulnerable, Practice silence just like Jesus did. That's how you handle the deadly sin of anger.